Good morning and welcome to another episode of Sweetness and Light. I'm one of your co-hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Justy Proust, along with... Another one of your co-hosts, uh, Eric Mark. Uh, glad to uh, hear your voice, Justy, and uh, glad to be sharing uh, your, your dulcet tones with our audience. <laughs> I think you mean vibrant, vivacious, and violently awesome tones. Right? You know, I wonder where you're going. I, yeah, we, we both believe heavily in the rule of threes, and obviously alliteration's fun. Um, uh, I, I, the, the last one started with the V. I'm not sure it's a word, but okay. Violently? Oh, is that what you said? I, I, I sounded like vibrantly, but, um, we, you know, listeners, you can write in on our Facebook page and let us know what you thought he said. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be more accurate than I am. So Eric, how you doing today, dude? You know, pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. We, we had to uh, miss yesterday. I was helping a friend move, you know, one of those things, uh, people do from time to time. Um, and one of those things that, that notoriously people don't want to do, but, uh, but, uh, they do do. And, um, uh, this was a close friend, and uh, I'm glad, glad to, to to participate. Uh, particularly in in COVID times, I hadn't seen her in a year, and uh, like so many people, and um, you know, masked up, socially distant, and uh, loading up the, uh, the the van. It was uh, uh, quite an experience, quite an ordeal, but uh, but a pleasure to see her and her husband again. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, for those that you want to, I probably shouldn't post this out there, but Eric uh, is probably the best mover ever. I mean, he never turns anyone down that really needs help. So, I mean, it's amazing because most people will say, uh, I'm busy. If you're a good friend and in need, Eric is always there. And it's pretty impressive. I got to tell you, I give you I'm going to sincerely tip my proverbial hat here uh, to you because I've literally never met anyone quite like that. And even I fall short in that category sometimes. So uh, I'm going to be major props here on that one. Well, I appreciate the compliment, and you know, and and there's truth to that. I, I I've actually helped people move. I was the only person helping a friend move who who wasn't a very close friend to be honest. She's a friend of a friend uh, who I know in the acting studio, and um, that turned out to be a, quite an ordeal because it was just the two of us. And uh, she has cats, and cats had, uh, and and they're 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 not very diligent cats. They're not the kind <laughs> of cats who who poop in their their litter box all the time the kind of cats who poop all over the the home so that was um and particularly for someone who's allergic to cats what that happened? was that was not a uh, not an enjoyable experience but um but you know you, you, you want to come through for people you want to well, you know, now hang on just for a second I, I have to get clarification there so just real quick like did she have a litter box or did she just let them go wherever they wanted no no she did have a litter box but i think um I think maybe given the stress and the uh, you know the boxes mm -hmm. and things all over the home, they they were uh, less than their normal, perhaps more diligent selves. But again, we weren't really close friends, so maybe they maybe they never were. <laughs> wow, um, and you you still stayed and did it all. I mean, that is a that is a testament to your character, my friend. Uh, yeah, a testament to something. Uh, I I will you know, but I'm here to help. Um. Uh, the the one thing, and the, and I I will say that you know it's interesting because we've been talk I've been doing mentoring with uh, high school kids, and in fact uh, we moved that from Friday mornings to uh, Thursday afternoons. So I'll be going to that after the show, and uh, I've talked about Mayor a few times. You know, it used to be in person. Uh, Marika and I both uh, uh, were involved, but uh, since March it's been all uh, COVID uh, friendly. So uh, on uh, via Zoom. Um, with with all of these high school kids, and we we talk about leadership in in a group setting and uh, various things, and uh, you know some of the the topics are things like, uh, um, gen you know care, love, uh, compassion, etc., and uh, and loyalty, and uh, um, yeah, I mean when when we're talking about about just following through for people, 
that is one area that obviously I take to heart and, uh, you know, I'm able to talk from some personal experience. I mean, it just, uh, I do, th it, I, I think it's easy to, uh, to be friendly. It's hard to be great friends sometimes. It doesn't mean it's hard for me to do it. It's hard for, it's hard for a lot of, you know, it's hard for people to do the things that are necessary to, 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 uh, to follow through on that is what I meant. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, uh, now, I mean, I have to ask though, was she of a beautiful persuasion? Did that help your situation here at all or not? She's certainly not unpretty. Okay. All right. So sometimes that does help, but I mean, yeah, just... I mean, you know, and, and, and if you're listening, um, Hey, when I said we weren't super close friends, I mean, we're still good friends. So I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to create the, the, the impression, you know, that, uh, that we're, uh, we're, we're not friendly or that we, uh, you know, that we, we are at odds with one another. Um, not, not in the least, uh, just, uh, you know, it's one of these cases where, uh, where, where a lot of people closer to her didn't come through, come through and, um, uh, you know, to your point, uh, yeah, if you ask me to do something and I say, I'm going to do it, obviously I'm going to do it. See, that's a, just a, what a, what a nice guy. Cause that, uh, that is, that is a rarity these days, unfortunately, even in the day, I think even more so in COVID, right? Yeah, it seems. And I'll, I'll say this, and I mean, this isn't a surprise to you, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, it just happened just because of that aspect of my character. Like, you know, with the the acting studio is a good example of places where, you know, I came in, I was kind of like the for, the the outside guy, the business guy who came into an acting studio. Um, I, I am shocked at how many of my friends from acting school, you know, they've invited one person to their wedding or one person to their birthdays, you know, big events, particularly weddings. And it's me. And it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just, a, it's, uh, I guess it's the way I roll, as you like to say. <laughs> it is. It, it's just, it, it's very funny because that, that is, uh, yeah, I would definitely say that's definitely you to a T is all I'll say. I think that's great. Well, thanks. Thanks. Well, now that we've, we've been able to sing my praises, I, I, which I appreciate and, uh, and I'm always happy to do, even, even though I'm pretending to be reticent about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, for for our loyal listeners, no surprise to all of you guys. After 122 episodes, uh, Justy is a fine and sterling individual himself. <laughs> yeah, I have my moments sometimes, absolutely. But I will tell you, I mean, it's, I was looking back today because I was looking through our ZenCaster recording records, and I mean, 122. We always joke about milestones, but it definitely feels like this is again. Every time we hit one of these, it feels like a a pretty major milestone. Yeah, well, I mean, we we are. Uh, we're not we're not no slouches when it comes to uh, to to following through and to uh, to recording heavily. Absolutely, and I, more importantly, having fun, right? Oh, absolutely, every day. That's the piece that I think is probably the most important piece that it gets overlooked sometimes. Because I, uh, I I talk with a friend of mine who does a podcast, and she hates her partner. Wow, <laughs> what? She hates her partner, and they've been doing it for three years. And I was like, what? Like. I don't, I don't understand well, that. Yeah, that like, doesn't seem like what? the best arrangement. No, it seemed horrible. So it was just one of those things that made me really, you know, <laughs> it's something that I would never occur to me that like that would be a problem. But I'm, I'm glad that that's definitely something that you and I uh, definitely do not have. No, and it's funny. I mean, you know, you look at like a lot of comedy duos and certainly bands, a lot of them start off being very friendly and... Uh, and then it descends into mayhem and eventually hate. Uh, I don't. I don't foresee that. 
No, Eric, we've been a lot, we've been around so long together that uh, no, that that's never going to happen. And uh, you know, Kelly's been watching a lot of these uh, like documentaries on shows like the uh, or bands like the BGS and others, and like it is so fascinating. I kind of wish I almost took more psych classes as to you know they all deteriorate, and every time that they deteriorate, it is literally for the same reason. Well, it's funny. Like I would I would I would have never thought the Bee Gees, given that they're all brothers. Wow, I'm 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 a little shocked by that. Just um, you know, there's I, although I do know other brother bands that I guess have broken up and you know and and, and have uh, uh and and Ethan, our our friend and partner over at Brigade Radio One, you know, has hosted a lot of these bands or one half of these bands where they've um where it's been brothers and they've split. And they both own rights to the to the name of the band, and they and they both use them like uh, um, in different in different continents. So, yeah, that's that's not without precedent. But I somehow I thought the Bee Gees got along great, and the only thing that caused them to end is that, uh, sadly, mo- most of them have died. Um, it's on HBO, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they should watch the the strife that they went through. It was very it's very interesting, and they did the same thing with the the Eagles and how they broke up for a while and. It's it's literally like you can watch one and then it just feeds into each other and it's like it's it's amazing the bands that actually stay together because well, it literally just follows a pattern and it's like you know it makes it, I'd be very nervous if I was uh, in a band. Well, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot if not most, break yeah over time, break up you know um, you know and then we're unfortunately in that era where a lot of them have gotten back together, not because they love each other and they want to make new music, but because they, you know, nostalgia acts and now play shadows, older shadows of themselves and, uh, and have reunited for touring. Um, but that's not quite the same. It's just, uh, it's not the same as being U2 or Depeche Mode where you've been together since the eighties and, uh, in U2's case since the seventies and continuously. And unlike most other bands who are still around from that era, are still putting out new albums of quality material, which is just an amazing thing. Oh yeah, I mean, and they still like. I mean, you too, even as a channel on Sirius XM. I mean, yeah, but a lot of I mean that you know a lot. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a it's a channel they're very active in, as opposed to like the Beatles channel or things like that. You know, so there's there's a lot of old timey uh, cha- channels of you know old and there was an Elvis channel and stuff like that with and and there's a Sinatra channel which is awesome. But the U2 channel, the boys contribute a lot on an ongoing basis. So that's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. And not only do they do it, like I was, I think they kicked off in what, June or July of last year. And I mean, the guests they had on, they had Chris Rock with the the Edge. I mean, what a weird pairing. And it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, amazing hosts, you know, t- t- talking about their perspective on the band and things like that. And then, of course, last, last year, a huge year for Depeche Mode because they finally got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Years after they deserve to, you know, but I mean, at least they got there right to your point. I mean, because I, I, I've had a love hate relationship with their music since I was a kid. And, um, I, I, I definitely recognize that they're, they, they definitely have a place there. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, some, some would say the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Okay. No one would use those words. (laughs) I wasn't quite trying to reply to that, (laughs) but, uh, but, but a great, uh, great rock band. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And a, a band that seems to produce like they're they're always reinventing themselves like their music even though it's always been kind of electronic they're still pushing the bounds yeah and well the great pioneers awesome. of electronic music and then they've they've both changed with the times and they've led the times you know and uh, you know over 100 million albums sold um and in, way back in the day known as being the 
the only band to have really broken by, you know, just being played on college radio and, and, and other secondary tier markets as opposed to mainstream. Like they never had mainstream radio play in, 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 a lot, in their heyday. Well, what people would call their, I, I think they're still in their heyday, but what would people would, would have called their original heyday and, um, and still managed to, to produce number one albums. In fact, the only band that had ever had that, you know, that just, uh, as being something of a cult following, but, uh, such a huge cult following and such, you know, and so much so that talking about Sirius XM again, the, the 80s alternative station, first wave, um, they are always the most popular band in that, that you know, that station, um, even though there's so many other fantastic bands that came out of that era and, uh, and, and time frame. Um, and, in, and even on K-Rock today, you know, all these years later, they are still the favorite band of k-rock listeners you know even though k-rock listeners have gone from uh, people who were in their teens and 20s back then to people who are in their teens and 20s now which is kind of crazy yeah so so mode, mode strikes a chord they um you know obviously you two truly is or you know was and is the biggest band uh in the world at uh, at many points in their career uh depeche mode's never been that but it's got an amazing following um because they put out uh, amazing uh, music, just um, and uh, uh, back in the day, their videos, their videos were so good. Well, right? and that's that's one of the, that's the that's the, the crazy link between U two and uh, and Depeche Mode that they both have the same videographer slash art designer, you know, for their for their concerts and a lot of their albums that they both use Anton Corbin. Like they're the two huge his two biggest clients, and they happen to be two of my favorite bands, and and two of the uh, you know two of the most important bands of the last 40 years it's pretty impressive but it is yeah it's weird the anton corbin thing and anton corbin's a genius as well i mean he he directed the uh, depeche mode uh not concert movie from uh from two years ago you know the, the combination concert fan movie which is amazing and definitely worth seeing spirits in the forest and then he directed uh, control the um the ian curtis uh biopic uh the the lead, the lead singer from joy division uh, you know, which is an acclaimed film and, uh, um, you know, has done m much in the video space as well as uh, as other film and photography. So a, a genius in his own right, who happens to work with you two in Depeche Mode. Which, I mean, we'll talk about picking, career. picking, picking good, good uh, collaborators, you know, him, him getting uh, two massive bands and uh, and them picking a, a, a yeah, genius uh, collaborator, uh, visual um, design and uh, photography film and, and videography guy i mean think about that <laughs> like imagine like starting out you're like uh yeah you know because a lot of the time the band starts you don't know like you have an inkling right but you never truly know no you have no idea you, you yeah know, i mean bands it, you think are going to be used to like break that. at all and then um bands you, you don't think are going anywhere end up being some of the biggest ever and in in the case of you too a band who you know formed by like uh, larry mullen putting a an announcement on, on, on the bulletin board in the school and, and none of them playing instruments. It's so insane. And the best part is like when back in the day, I used to love when Bono did his interviews and he'd be like, you know, actually um, Larry should be the front man. He's far better looking than I am, but he just can't sing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's sort of been the run, one awesome. of the running jokes of the band, the whole, the, their whole existence, how good looking Larry is. And he is a good looking man. So, but um, Yeah. You know, like how how none of them should be uh, you know, phot photographed except for Larry, who's 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 a beautiful man. 
<laughs> what an interesting turn. Yeah. And so the other band I was thinking of was um, the the crap, the female group, the uh, not Banana Rama. Um, oh God. But anyway, she was watching one on that, and it was just so funny because like the Go Go's, the female bands, the Go Go's. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Well, I mean, they had a documentary at. Uh... At Sundance last year, which I talked about on the air, you know, at the time, which uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, which is fantastic, and that's the one she watched, yeah, and you know, I mean, it was great. The band was there; um, they they interviewed. It was amazing to see them, um, but it was also, you know, a lot of women in the audience, and uh, you know, they definitely thought of it as sort of a women's empowerment kind of thing, and including a lot of women who brought their kids, you know, because they, hey, I want to show you the the music I grew up with and how excellent it was, and this seminal girl band. I'm thinking, ah, bringing your kids. I think this movie is going to have a lot more uh, sex and especially drugs than than you realize. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because that band blew apart because, you know, I mean, because it it just crazy drug use. Which, again, I would have never just thinking back, like when I was growing up and listening, like it just it would never have occurred to me that that was what was going on, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were notorious. They were the worst, though. You know, I mean, again, a seminal, fantastic band. I love them. I love their music. I mean, it's always on my playlist and stuff, but it's uh, but crazy drug abuse. Even 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 in a time of crazy drug abuse, they were notorious as being, you know, near the near the worst. And it's got to be it's almost like uh, when you think about like Keith Richards, right? Like being compared, like imagine being that person that you're being compared to. Right. Like the go-go's or whatever, like, like you're the standard that is so out of the realm. <laughs> like, but Keith, Keith, what that's like. Keith did an amazing, I mean, you know, he, he does an amazing job holding it together despite it, you know, and, and everyone's always talked about what he looks like and, you know, how, how probably aged him prematurely and yet going strong as, as, you know, as someone who, if, if, if he weren't Keith or Mick or, you know, they'd be considered elderly people at this point. Oh yeah, Absolutely. And that's what's so, I mean, he's still functioning. So he's like, he's almost yeah. like uh, Joe Super Walsh, human. right? Yeah. Yeah. But from the Eagles, much more, much bigger than Joe Walsh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would argue that the Eagles are probably, I mean, in terms of record sales and everything, it's got to be, they've got to be similar um, to the role. That's not true. But no, not, not in their entire catalog. But the number one album of all time is Eagle. It is the live Eagles album, which is bizarre because live albums rarely are that that big sellers and because quite honestly the eagles don't compare to the rolling stones i mean anyone who knows anyone anything about music or has any kind of taste you know the eagles are a good california band they've got some easygoing songs but they're certainly not the rolling stones it's funny we talked about this in my in in my music and uh, uh movie club um a few weeks ago and just uh, you know, and we have some we have some serious music folk in the in the crowd, you know, just uh, who are in bands and who who went to like Berkeley School of Music and things like that. And we all just yeah, as soon as you know, some of the people who are much more casual music listeners said, oh well, blah blah blah. You know, we were listening to Fleetwood Mac, who's seminal in their album, you know, one of the top five albums of all time too. The Rumors, yeah, absolutely, uh, which we talked about on the air. Um, but we we're talking about the fact, you know, the Eagles, and, and again, fine fine music easy to listen to you know obviously hotel california Cal, hotel california is a, a great song to listen to if not grossly overplayed over the decades um <laughs> yes 
but they're not great. They're not they're not the level of, of these other bands we're talking about. I mean, it's just like, and they certainly, you know, the fact that they have the number one album of all time is a little farcical. And, they, you know, and overall, it's hard to even think, of, they're, they're not the same echelon as the Stones or, you, or any, or, you know, I mean, that's, that's laughable. So I totally agree. And this is one of those times I think we might have to have Kelly on because we get into these debates all the time over this. And she is just such an Eagles fan that she vehemently disagrees with me. So I think that uh, well, that's like people, you know, I mean, there's all the, the, the deadheads, the people who followed great, the Grateful Dead all over, you know, and I mean, you know, they have some songs and they and they certainly appeal to a certain to to their audience. And that's fantastic. But they're a cult band and they're not, you know, they're not they're not the Stones. They're not the Beatles by any means. And, you know, so it's um Obviously, the only one that really does have you know that that stature amongst the bands we've talked about today is is you too. I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, so I, I it's stick with that. you know, uh, it's it's funny. Like like when I said that, I said what I said about Depeche Mode. They really are a great band and deserve to be even bigger than they are. But um, you know, but reckon everyone everyone recognizes where they are and that they 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 do have a certain audience. Bands like the Eagles. People, you know, there are people like Kelly, apparently, who would place them up in the, the highest echelons and they simply don't deserve to be there. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. And on that note, unfortunately, we got to wrap up because uh, we're going to get kicked off soon. But uh, very interesting. I, I definitely agree. And I want to say thank you to you as always, my friend. Thank you to our audience and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Thanks to everybody. And uh, yeah, continue to uh, thrive during the, the, the late COVID period, hopefully. Hopefully.